your Bible with you today. Take your Bible, if you will. We also are going to put it up on the screen here. I have uh, uh, two portions of Scripture that we're going to be looking at today. The first one is found in the Gospel of John. It's going to be in John chapter 6, verse 28 to 29. Stand with me, if you will, as we read God's Word and give it honor by standing. Then they asked him, What must we do to do the works God requires? And Jesus answered, The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. Now take your Bible, turn over with me to 1 John, John's first epistle, or the back of your Bible. And we're going to read in chapter 1, verse 1. And we're keeping with this theme, the works of God. God's working. God is always working. The Spirit of God is working on man's hearts all the time. He is, as Isaac said, the hound of heaven. He's always there. Jehovah Shammah. First John, chapter 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared, we have seen it, and testify to it, and we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard, so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. And this is the message we have heard from Him and declare to you. God is light, and in Him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. But if, everybody say, but if, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Praise the Lord. Before you see to turn to someone and say to them, We can see Jesus in high definition. We can see Jesus in high definition. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. My title today is the theme of my message. And it is that we can see Jesus in high definition. The Father wants each one of us to have an experience in life of continually seeing Jesus better. Continually growing in our faith. We do not walk by sight, but we walk by faith. So therefore, as we walk by faith, that becomes our sight. And the Father wants this work to continue on in every one of our lives. And so John brings out here in this passage of Scripture, I think, an understanding for all of us that we can see Jesus in high definition. You say, Pastor, what do you mean by high definition? Well, if you have a mailbox, you know that every couple of days 
get something in the mail that you can get BIOS. And then you get another mailing the day after that. Xfinity is available. And then the cable company is going to send you something and that you can get extra premium channels here and you can get high definition right into your house. And then about two days later, you're going to get something from the DISH network and they're going to say, we have 250 channels and you can get half of them in high definition. Of course, it's going to cost you a lot, isn't it? Yes. High definition. How about seeing Jesus in high definition? We don't have high definition in our house. We have it available, but we don't pay for that. You've been at places where there's high definition, and maybe you have high definition, and I'm, I'm not finding fault with that. I think that's wonderful. But you know there's a difference. You watch television, and it's regular, and then you watch something on high definition, and the football is just, you can see the spiral of the football coming in, and you can see the baseball game a whole lot better, better than if you're at the stadium, because you're seeing it in high definition. A cute little story, you know, when uh, people have a tendency to go, well, when I was a kid, well, when I was a kid, you know, we walked a mile to the bus. And, and when I was a kid, we had to put cardboard in the bottom of our shoes. Have you ever done it? Well, this guy says to his kids, when I was a kid, he says, we had to trudge 10 feet through high, high carpeting. Uh, what do they call the, the carpeting? High shag carpeting. Well, my message isn't about television. It's about Jesus. I want to tell your vision. I want to tell your vision that you can see Jesus better than you're presently viewing. You can see a better glimpse of Jesus if you'll be mindful of a couple of things that John is talking about here in this epistle. John was with Jesus every day of his ministry. With Jesus. He saw Jesus in the midst of the crowd pick out a person who was blind and walk over to him, touch him on the forehead, and pray over him. Pow! Sight. He saw people who were lame. He saw a man lowered through a roof on his bed. And Jesus comes over and prays for him. He gets up. John was having experiences seeing Jesus living on this earth, the Son of God, changing lives completely each and every day. Changing lives physically, changing lives spiritually, changing lives and bringing healing and health and help to people who are in need. And he says, I've never seen anything like it, nor has our world ever seen anything like it, because he is God. It's not just a prophet. He's not just a man. He's not just a man on a mission. He is God. And John says, when we saw him, I can confirm to you that God has walked on this earth and you can see him like I saw him in beautiful, high definition. Every day it was happening. Now, if you want the uh, hookup, you have to plug it in. If your cable's not connected to the back of the TV, you're not going to get a good, a good reception. And a lot of us are expecting God to do something 
Well, we're not staying connected. Well, you've got to plug it in. You've got to make sure that the antenna or the cable or whatever you're watching it on, that's also connected. Or you'll be calling the cable company. But more than likely, if your TV's not working, you'll call the cable company a whole lot faster than if your high definition to Jesus isn't working and you're not calling on him. Well, right in the middle of it. Right in the middle of a game, the TV drops. What is going on? Give me the phone. We're right in the middle of a crisis in our life, and your connection to Jesus has dropped, and you just leave it disconnected. Come on now. So, this program is available to you if you're interested in having it. Look at our passage of Scripture. 1 John chapter 1. That which was from the beginning. Who is that? That's Jesus. From the beginning. Which we have heard. Which we have seen with our eyes. Which we have looked at and have touched with our hands. Get this. Three times this phrase is repeated. Which we. Which we. Which we. And the first which we is that which we have heard. John's talking about three of our five senses that God has given to every one of us. That's the way we need to experience Jesus. One of the major ways for you to experience Jesus in high definition is that you hear him. You've got to hear him, which we have heard. Your hearing has to be in tune with God at all times. We recognize this. This is from the beginning. There's never going to be anything better than Jesus. Turn to your neighbor and say, there's never going to be anything better than Jesus. You've got the best. You know, if people were just religious, they still have something to find. You found it. God has revealed himself to you. And it doesn't get any better than this. Now, we need to stay connected And we need to be hearing Jesus. Keep on hearing Jesus. Don't lose your sound. He says there that we have heard him. Now this past tense is referring to the fact that we as human beings heard God speaking. And guess what? You can still hear God speaking. Because that's the work of God. He speaks to us. As his sons and his daughters, God speaks to us. How's he speaking to us? By his word and by his spirit. He's still speaking to us. So heard can be removed from past tense or moved from past tense into present tense. You can hear him. Now, some people might say, I'm hearing voices or anything. Well, maybe that's not God. No, no. God wants you to hear him like you're hearing voices and you're not off your rocker. We're the only people in the world who can hear voices and we're not talking to ourselves. It's God. God can speak in your conscience. God can speak in your spirit. God can speak in your inner man. Anytime, all the time. You can be driving down the road. You can be in traffic. You can be in congestion or everything and be hearing from God. And in all circumstance. Yeah, now, see, sometimes we like to hear God when everything's going along good. But when things aren't going along so good, we're not really 
wanting to hear. God can even speak correction to us. Uh Uh-oh. Yes, he will, and he does. He can direct your path. You know the Bible says that he'll direct the paths, he'll direct your feet of a righteous man, and we're righteous in Christ. He'll direct our feet. Praise the Lord. So, John heard these words, and I can tell you that John heard these words because they're in this gospel. And he said to the disciples, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He said, how can you say to me, show us the Father? Then he says, the Father and I are one. John is confirming to us that this Jesus that he has been with, who he has heard preach the Sermon on the Mount, preach messages on parables, heard him speaking in intimate, personal situations, this Jesus is God. He says, you can have that same fellowship that we have experienced. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, sometimes communication, very important communication is happening in our lives, and we miss it like a curveball. Goes right on by. Let's think about some things in life that are very important communication. And while you're sitting here right now, I'm going to bring, and you heard this communication, and it's in your heart, it's a part of your life. I do. that not changed lives? How about this one? It's a boy! It's a girl! Let's go on the negative side. You're fired. How about this one? I love you. I love you. Communications that are life-changing. Communications that are still with us today. And maybe you didn't hear all of those, but you heard some of them. We need to have Jesus in high definition so that we can hear and speak to us daily. And that communication is meant to be a blessing to you. Turn to your neighbor and say, I like high definition Jesus. I like high definition Jesus. Verse 1 continues. We have seen with our eyes. John is saying, this is not hearsay, that someone told us what Jesus is like. We were seeing it ourselves. As we were accompanying Jesus, as we were with him daily, we were able to see what? Miracles, healings, blessings, kingdom of God being preached to the poor. We were able to hear, literally hear, what Jesus' voice sounds like. We all have voice tones, don't we? Yeah. They even say that they can capture criminals by their voice because they can take their voice and put it on scopes and watch their voice waves. And you have voice waves that are unique to you, almost like fingerprints. How about the voice of God? All you have to do is hear that voice one time. 
voice of God. No one can speak to you like Jesus can speak to you. Oh, it's a wonderful thing. We know this. We have seen this with our eyes. We have looked at him. We have observed him. We have no question about it that this Jesus is the Son of God. Now, here's something I want you to think about. How would it be if you lived in the time of Jesus and one day you're walking uh, down through your village and the guys go, where were you yesterday? Well, it's home. I've been taking care of some stuff. What are you, crazy? What? I talk in a vernacular here. What are you, crazy? No, what do you mean, what am I crazy? Hey, Jesus went through here yesterday. You missed it. How would that be? If you were alive in the time of Jesus, and he passed near you or was in your area, and you didn't make it to the meeting, you missed out on seeing, hearing, and experiencing the very presence of the Son of God. We're doing a lot of missing ourselves. We're doing a lot of missing. This Jesus, John says, we have heard him and we've literally seen him with our very own eyes. This is the Son of God. This is God incarnate. This is one, and there's never going to be another. He is the one. Wow. Turn your neighbor and say, I want to see more of Jesus. The next thing he says, not only see, not only hear, we have looked at, he's got the look of love. I don't know how the, the scribes and the Pharisees didn't get it. I don't know how they could debate with him, resist him, reject him, and have a trial and find him guilty and then have him crucified. When literally, the Bible says God is love and Jesus was in their midst and they missed it. What does John say? We have looked at him. We've seen him. And here you go. And our hands have touched. Touched Jesus. Touched him. Think about this one. Five senses. Three of them John is bringing out right now. That we might confirm and know Jesus. And guess what? We can still do it. Say, how can I touch Jesus? He's in heaven and I'm down here. Well, you can touch Jesus because Jesus has touched you. Remember that uh, old song years and years ago? He touched me. Oh, he touched me. And oh, the joy that floods my soul. Something happened. And now I know he touched me and made me whole. That touch of Jesus on you, the touch of God. Now, 
in high definition, we can keep experiencing the touch of God. How long has it been since you had a touch from God? How long has it been since you had a touch of the Holy Spirit? You got a little wobbly in the knees and your feet started to feel tingly. How about the touch of God? Church, here's the work of God. This message. God is at this. God is into it. God wants you to know and experience Him in greater power, in greater measure, in high definition. This is real. If we don't have it, who's going to have it? What is God going to run off to the pagans? What, is God going to run off to people that have been rejecting Him and despise Him? He wants to do this in the heart of us, the church, the people of God, the children of God. Praise the Lord. This is his work, and he will do his work. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15, he has been touched with the feeling of our infirmities. So that you can know anything you're going through, Jesus has already been there and done that. And tell me, you ever say, been there and done that? Been there and done that. Jesus knows all about your hurts. Jesus knows about long endurance and being long-suffering and trusting the Father. Jesus knows all about our weaknesses that never seem to get much stronger. Amen? He's already been there. Hallelujah. John said we have touched him. We have literally touched God in human form. John had the opportunity every day to touch Jesus just on the shoulder. Jesus is praying for someone. Let me pray along with him. Here, Jesus, you want something to eat here? Let me pass this to you. Yes. You need a drink, Lord? I'll get it. How can I help you, Lord? Jesus, don't trip on the Watch out for that spot. Get across there. Remember the woman who had to touch the hem of his garment? He said, who touched me? This touch about God is not only his touch on us, but it's our touch on him. And that's a touch of faith. And that's the touch of our returning our love to him. That's right. Precipitating the love of God. And then the touch of God that we can touch one another. That's what God wants. That's the work he will do. And that touch of God is sanctifying touch. I need to bring that in there. The Lord just got me with that one. Sanctifying touch. Holy touch. Nothing fleshly. Never. The touch of God is pure. The laying on of hands is pure. Praying for the sick is pure. The touch of a mother on her baby is pure. The touch of a husband on his wife is pure. The touch of a, a wife on her husband is pure. God says we can have sanctified touch. Hallelujah. Verse 2, the life appeared, we have seen it, and we testify to it. Testify, John says, this is why we're writing this, this is why I'm an apostle, this is why we're called to do this, this is what the church is all about. We're testifying to Jesus. We'll testify to it, we'll testify to it, and we'll testify to it until we're not here to testify any longer. This 
we share with you in verse 2. We have seen and we testify to it and we proclaim to you the eternal life. Now, he doesn't say we proclaim to you eternal life. He says we proclaim to you the eternal life. Hmm? Is there a difference? Yes. The is a definite article meaning the eternal life. Jesus is the eternal life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. The, the, the. Definite article, not a life. A way, a. That's plural. A definite one. The definite of eternal life is Jesus. Definitely. That's why we have confidence about our salvation. Some churches you go to this morning and they go, you can never be so confident that you're going to go to heaven. Well, hate to bring this news to you. We're going to heaven. Because on that cross, Jesus said, it is finished. And he was our substitute. And he took this great, great, tremendous life that is him. And he allowed man to nail him to that cross. This is the eternal life. Hallelujah. I conclude with this. I'm going to put you in the witness protection program. Oh, yeah, if you were around some people that were bad along the way in life and you were one of them, I'm going to put you in the witness protection program. Yes. You'll never have to look over your shoulder again. The devils are going to have to submit to you. You have the protection of Jesus over your life. Things you used to do, you can just go, gone. New life! Eternal life! Life at its highest! Life at its best! No comparison! I mean, I, I would hate to think of my life now compared to what my life would have been without Christ. Ugh. It would have been bad! Look what God has done. You need to now see Jesus in high definition every day and testify to it as John was doing. And you're in the witness protection program. Stand with me if you will. Now we're going to pray a prayer. We're going to make this very brief. I'm going to pray the prayer. You pray along in your heart and your spirit with me. And we're going to pray this prayer, and it's going to be a prayer of salvation. Now you say, oh, I prayed that prayer before. It's just in your heart. Jesus in high definition. This morning, a fresh connection. A fresh connection to the cross. A fresh connection to Jesus. Lord Jesus. I have sinned, and I have been disobedient, and I repent. I repent, Lord Jesus, of my life, that I have not been submitted to you. I accept today that on the cross, you took care of everything. I now have eternal life in you. 
You are the eternal life. And I walk away from all the things of the world that I might live for you and serve you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you and have a wonderful day.